Before I open for questions, would you like to just go ahead and share any remarks? Yeah, for sure. Like, look, it's been, uh, it's been a surreal experience to go through this process. We're excited. Um, you know, in the last, uh, it's, it's been pretty tough though, not being able to talk or, or do any media or share anything. I mean, we signed Donovan, we brought Faves and Clarkson back and just to be quiet throughout that whole process has been pretty tough. So I'm excited to actually be able to, to be able to address you all. All right, great. Well, we are excited to have you here, as I said, and we're going to go ahead and jump right into questions now. Uh, first up will be David James, KUTV. David. Hey, Ryan, David James from KUTV and the Zone Sports Network. I'm I'm curious, you allude to all those uh, key player moves, and obviously the Gobert uh, extension deal is out there. And I, I'm just curious, we've seen you on the ground floor. What kind of relationship do you have with uh, Gobert, what kind of relationship do you have with Quinn Snyder and with Dennis Lindsay? How long have you known these people and, and how have you gotten to know them before you came in as an owner? Yeah. So, Hey David, thanks for the question. So first of all, like, um, you know, the Millers always treated, you know, I sat next to Greg at all the games and they always treated me um, and my family, like we were part of this. And so naturally with that came getting to know Quinn. I mean, Quinn, Quinn coached literally where I sat in front of my feet. He tripped over my feet almost every game. And, um, and, you know, through five for the fight and just seeing the organization and the players, um, you know, we, we were able to develop a, a pretty good relationship. Um, and, you know, Rudy, Rudy's one of those. I mean, I, I couldn't be more thrilled that, um, with Donovan and, and where we're at and, and his commitment to Utah and saying, and then as well as, um, you know, I love Rudy. Like, I, I mean, I see everything he does and have so much respect for him. And um, we definitely hope he's going to be here for a really long time. Great. Uh, next question will be from Ben Anderson. Ben? Uh, ben Anderson, kslsports.com. Ryan, as you transition from fan to having a financial and kind of business uh, interest in the team, what, what do you hope you don't lose from your fandom? What do you hope doesn't go away? You know, the jazz for me and my family are uh, a way to kind of slip away from the world a little bit. It's been, um, it's been something that, that we've been able to do as a family and my extended family um, and a big part of our lives. And we get time as a family driving up to the game and it's fun. And I've told my wife, I've told everyone that this, we're going to have fun. If this gets to the point that it's not fun, then something, something went wrong. And it doesn't mean it's not going to be hard. It doesn't mean there's not going to be ups and downs. I mean, it's, it's, it's the NBA and that's just the way it goes. But at the end of the day, um, we're just going to have fun. And that's, that's what I'm excited about. All right. Next question. Tony Jones, Tony. Hey, Ryan, this is uh, Tony Jones from The Athletic. Um, hey, what's up, man? How are you? How are you? Good, Congratulations. Um, hey, thanks. What are some of the things as, a, as an owner, um, you know, from a unique small market perspective that you feel that you can take up? And have you reached out to any of the owners like, hey, how do you do this? And what are some of the things that, you know, I can do to, to be better in, in, in what I'm about to endeavor? Yeah. So this is a good question. I mean, um, so on the ownership side, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've been fortunate enough to get to know quite a few owners over the years. And once this deal happened, you know, I, I talked to Balmer, I've talked to Cuban a bunch and, um, you know, everyone's got their own style. And I, I think, you know, the first question I get asked is like, what type of owner are you going to be? How's this going to come in? And it's like, 
that's that's too complicated. I'm just going to be Ryan, and this is who I am. I've already run a pretty large organization for a long time, and trying to switch off from being a different person there to a person here that just it really doesn't fly. And I think if you look around the league, people are just being themselves, and um, you know what what you can contribute there. As far as the market in Utah, look, um, Utah's Utah's on a tear right now. I mean, you can barely find a house here. I mean, this market with COVID, with the macro trends that are going on, with everyone moving out of the super cities, we're seeing, I, I just don't view as a, as a technically a small market comparatively to the way that we've looked at it before. I look at, you know, the all-star game coming here. I look at, you know, this has got to be the place for the Olympics um, in the future. And I look at what we have here with, with Don and Rudy and Coach Quinn and, and uh, this organization, it's um, – you know, I think there's probably a lot of big market teams that probably wish they were in our spot a little bit. And um, I think the fan base in Utah for where we're going, the tech, I mean, we're, we're top two or three tech destination right now in the United States. And we're, we're way above our weight class and what we've been able to accomplish. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a kid who's, you know, been able to do things in Utah that in the eyes of everyone else, we couldn't do. And so to be honest, I'm just excited. And I love, I love Utah. And I, I think that, you know, my partners who have come in with me, you know, not being from Utah, they've, they've said, we're all in on the jazz. We're all in on Utah. And um, I, I think COVID's definitely helped that. I mean, there's not a day that goes by where someone's either not in town skiing or, you know, leaving San Francisco and California to come to Utah. And um, it's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool spot to be in a, in a time that, you know, we, we haven't always been in this spot in Utah. And so there's some great trends and waves that we can catch. All right, next question will be from Ryan Miller. Hey, Ryan. Ryan Miller from KSL.com. Um, you mentioned you were on the you ran a very major tech company. What's the difference between running that and running an NBA team? What do you think will the difference be? Um, I don't know yet. I'll be honest with you. I, I think that um, you know, in talking with with Adam and and the league, I think I think one of the things that that we've talked a lot about is just leveraging the good that, that I can bring in. Um, I'm probably about as fortunate as anyone in the history of the NBA to be able to come into an organization that the Millers have built. I mean, my goodness, from, from the leadership uh, to Quinn and, and, and Dennis and the, and the team and the team we have, I mean, the Millers is, I always use this quote from Barack Obama. It's like when, when people would go low, they would go high. They've gone high on every single thing that they've ever done. I mean, it's been 35 years of just taking the high road and doing what's right for the community. And I, I've said this in a couple of interviews is that I've never been through a transaction like this where, um, and, and I've been through a few where there was really three parties. There was uh, Gail and the Miller family. There was myself um, as a buyer. And then there was this third party, which was the community. And legitimately, I think, the third party had the biggest voice at every single moment. And I hope that in sports and all of sports in a transition that um, everyone can look at the way the Millers have done this is an example of how it should be. And I'm thrilled that they're, they're still going to stay in and stay close and be a part of it and um, be able to, you know, in Gail's, in Gail's position, just to be able to keep doing what Gail does and give, I mean, she's just such an asset to the community and, and it's true and, and everyone feels that way. So, um, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited. Next up, Andy Larson. 
Aaron, Andy Larson from the Trib. Uh, wanted to ask just, first of all, you know, you, you brought in these minority partners that we, we heard about today and kind of who are these minority partners, what is their share in the team and kind of what do you expect their role to be moving forward? Yeah, so so look, I think when we when this, you know, when I was discussing with the Millers and this deal came about, you know, you're kind of asking yourself, okay, in this situation, do you want to have partners or not? And there's a lot of different ways that teams build together or come together. And we really got a chance to build this from the ground up. And, and just like my tech company that, that we started, we asked ourselves, okay, if we were to bring in a partner on the tech side, what, what would they have to be? And, um, you know, Ryan Sweeney at Excel and the Excel Partners Group, um, they're, they're one of the top venture capital firms in the world. And, you know, I chose to partner with them 10 years ago because they made us better. And, um, and then Mike Cannon Brooks in Australia, who, um, you know, you guys will, will get to know or can follow him. I mean, he's, he's, he's like an Elon Musk of Australia. There's, there's, and we've known each other for 10 years. And there's two things. Number one is they both love Utah and, you know, they come out here um, and they, they've been coming for years. And, you know, that was an easy decision for me to give them a call. I only made two phone calls and they were both like, Hey, I'm, I'm in. And that just doesn't happen in the league. Um, you know, normally it's kind of a struggle or this or that. And they just said, no, like we love the jazz. We love the organization. And the further we got into it, the more exciting they were. And they're just here to help. I mean, I think that, you know, I have thought partners that we can call and, um, you know, we'll, I'll make all the basketball decisions and all the ownership group decisions. But, um, you know, I'm just thrilled to be in, in business with folks like this. And I think, I think the Millers are the same way where they'll make us better and they'll make Utah better. I think from a tech standpoint, I mean, having, having um, the individuals who had the foresight to back a Facebook, a Groupon, um, Venmo, Goat, all these amazing Instacart, all these amazing companies, um, and really help build Utah, that's, that's a gift. And um, I'm excited about that. And then if you look at the Australian market, like uh, Australia punches so far above their weight class with NBA players and 12 players and uh, in the league right now, and, and Mike being the first minority owner um, from Australia, um, that's pretty special. And I know they're going to like it. And I hope that the Jazz are Australia's team from here on out. All right, Sarah Todd. Hi, Ryan. Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Um, you bought the team during a really precarious time for a couple of reasons. Number one, COVID and all of the struggles that that has created for the league and every team. And then also uh, in a year when they were likely to enter the luxury tax. And so I'm wondering from a financial perspective, were there fears of buying the team during this time and how comfortable you are paying into the luxury tax? Well, we're in the luxury tax, so that's that answers that question. <laughs> um, and I think we were pretty thoughtful about that and, and working through that. Um, but, you know, we have a special group. I mean, when you have Donovan and Rudy and um, Favors wants to come back and, and JC wants to stay here and a coach like Quinn, like everyone feels it here. Everyone knows knows where we're at. And so there's on there's that piece. Um, as far as like the pandemic and, and, and how that works, um, yeah, it is an interesting time. I mean, if you were to draw it up, it's it's probably not the time you would pick. But um, coming into this with the thought that the the team that I've grown up cheering for, that I was playing junior jazz for, you know, 
the Millers have had it for 35 years. And I told myself, no matter what goes on at the beginning of October, that we're not going to blink and we're going to, we're going to go all in and we're going to commit to this. And um, that's the way it's been. And um, you know, the management team here that the Millers have put in place, they're confident, they're accurate. Um, they, they're, they're pretty predictable and in, in how they see the financial side of this. And um you know, and also the fan base. I mean, there's a lot of discussions around the league on what is this going to do for the fan base. We have the top five season ticket renewal, um, you know, in, in the league already. Um, the, our, our fan base loves our jazz and they love, they love, love Utah. And I think that showed up in the data, not in social media, in the data. And that was super encouraging for all of us that um, so many of our fans are bullish on, on this team and this organization. And um, that's a legacy and culture that have been built here in Utah. And I'm excited to try to add to it however we can. All right, Eric Walden will be next. Hey Ryan, Eric Walden from the Salt Lake Tribune. Nice to meet you. Hey, what's up? Uh, so you've been very complimentary of, of what the Millers have built and uh, you know the, the infrastructure that they've put in on the organization. I'm just wondering how you envision kind of putting your own imprint, your own stamp on, on the organization and, and kind of how eager are you to, to kind of get your hands dirty immediately or, or, or are you looking to kind of just sit back and, and get the lay of the land as it were? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm, I'm eager. I'm learning as fast as I can. I mean, this is a little bit of a different world, but there's a lot of principles that, that trans, transform. Um, you know, I've built my whole career around experiences and, you know, we go and we work with 12,000 brands to say, Hey, how can we help them predict a better experience? How can we help the customer experience? And so naturally I'm coming in from an experience lens, which is, okay, what is the employee experience of the, of the Utah jazz organization. What's the, what's the player experience when you play here? What's the fan experience? Like what happens when you come as an opposing player and you get off the bus? Like what, what is that experience? And um, I view the world that way is what I do for a living. And so um, that's the angle I'm taking. And there's always room to design and improve those experiences across the board. And um, because it's not a static world and that's always changing. And so I, I looked around at all the experiences and we have such a great foundation to start from, but there is, and there always will be um, a continuous improvement cycle on that. And, and, you know, the, the, the fan experience and the way we stream and consume games and, and the way we consume media right now, I mean, that's, that's evolving at a rate that you've got to be active on it. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited to jump in and help in, in those areas. And, you know, we have some of the best partners in the world for this, and it should be a pretty good competitive advantage here in Utah. All right, next will be David Locke. Hi, Ryan, David Locke. Uh, I find there's something interesting in NBA ownership. You, Steve Ballmer, Joe Sy, you all had incredible wins, and they were in a win-win environment. How do you – the adjustment to a zero-sum or even worse than zero-sum, one wins and 29 in a sense loses – what do you think that adjustment is and, and how do you think you combat that, that concept that you're, you know, so used to winning and now have moved into a, a world where winning is almost impossible. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a closed market, right? We've been dealing in open markets where there can be a lot of um, princes and princesses in the kingdom, right. And in the league, it's, it's very, you know, um, 
very unique where there is crown, you are crowning one, one champion at the end. And, um, I think you just go compete. <laughs> that's, all, that's all there is to it. I want to win. And, um, so does Balmer. I've talked to him. So does Cuban. <laughs> like, and reality is, is, um, it's hard and we're going to lose games. We're going to lose. I mean, if I look at a 35 year history, I mean, think about, you know, we're, we're taking over the second winning franchise in the last 30 years. Right. But there's more to do. We all know that. Um, but what I am encouraged about is culture. And I've talked to Q a lot about that. And I, and not only talked to, I've seen the culture that is created here with the jazz from the front row for so long. And I, I just love what we've got. And to me, that's more important. I think that's also pretty attractive to players and people wanting to be here. And I think we saw that with JC and Faves. Like, we're at a time where people are going, yeah, I, I want to be in Utah, right? And that's, that's pretty exciting. And um, I think that's just going to continue. That's just going to continue. We're just seeing the tip of that. All right, Nayo Campbell. Hi, I'm Nayo from utahjazz.com. Um, and so I've been doing some reading, and Ryan Sweeney actually revealed that you can dunk a basketball. So well, I want to know if this is something that you will showcase in the future. I'll invite you all. No, uh, I don't know. It's been a little bit, but um, I'm 42 years old, so we'll give it a try. Yeah, I've, I've done it in the past. I've done it recently, but we'll uh we'll see i've got i've got to be on my game all right next up jacob hatch ryan jake hatch from the zone sports network uh, up, wanted to ask i wanted to ask you in terms of how analytics are revolutionizing the nba overall you deal with this you said in customer experience but qualtrics has a lot of data under their umbrella how do you anticipate using that data to help you kind of push things forward with this franchise? Well, I think there's the business side, um, which is, is really kind of a, a lot of the gold mine, but there's also um, the basketball side. And I'm, I'm impressed really on what we're doing on the basketball side. I mean, you know, Quinn's got such an amazing staff and we've got data folks all over and that's been a transition in the league. And um, so I think, I think we're, we've already got a pretty good foundation and I'll be able to help. I mean, like, we're using Qualtrics like crazy through the COVID testing, the protocol. Like, I, what do you want for lunch? I mean, Qualtrics is being used in, in getting that real-time data is, is awesome. And we'll continue to bring that. We'll continue to bring other technology. I think that um, if we look at the access we have to technology, um, you know, there is a pretty, pretty amazing lineup of, of tech that's, you know, available. And, and, and also, you know, just being part of a 4,000 person organization um, and Qualtrics, like there's a lot of carryover from a tech standpoint and best practices and things we can do. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited about that. And it's, it's not a thing of the past, it's current. It's current. And I think just being current on both sides helps. Next, we have a follow-up from Andy Larson with the Salt Lake Tribune. You only get one question, Andy. No, I'm just kidding. Uh... <laughs> I wanted to know, obviously, you know, the, the TV deal ending soon, um, kind of what your thoughts are on that and what jazz fans might expect in, in that way and kind of how to watch the jazz moving forward. Yeah. I mean, look, I think there's a broader trend in, um, in media right now. And it's actually in tech in general, especially consumerization of technology that, you know, how you watch digital media is how they expect it. It's no different than, 
a mobile app where, you know, if you're on social media on a mobile app, when you go to your bank, you're going to want that same experience, period, hard stop. And, you know, every bank's had to go and figure out how to make their app as easy to use as TikTok and, you know, Insta. And so if you go through that and you say, well, how does that translate to the jazz? I mean, I think there's two trends. Number one, there is a hundred million NBA fans out there. Right. And, and I think sometimes we get a little insular and we think, oh, well, it's just, it's just the folks along the Wasatch Front or di different parts. And um, I think Australia is a great example. I mean, you know, um, with Mike down there and everything that we've done, it's like, okay, what, what do we do? Like, how do, how do folks consume? Is it, is it the Mike's got to wake up at three in the morning to do this? I mean, or, or how, how, how do we have a, an opportunity to do that? Um, and then just really working with our, our, our television partner. And I'm excited. I haven't sat down with them yet. I'm excited to say, Hey, like, what are you working on? How do we do this? What are the models that can work? And I, I think we have a lot of flexibility. Actually, I think we have more flexibility in Utah than probably some of these other markets, even bigger markets, um, because, um, you know, there's, there's things that we can do, um, by, by all working together. So, as we look at that, um, you know, it, it, at the same time, we have different cohorts of fans. We have fans who are younger. We have fans who are digital first. We have fans who just want to sit in their lazy boy and watch. And you know what? Um, all of those are perfect. Like we want all the bands. And so um, I do believe that we can do better at, at, at not just a one size fits all. And I'm excited to go help with that. Um, and that's part of the fan experience. And, and by the way, you know, we probably didn't have, this opportunity or problem, however you want to look at it, I look at it as an opportunity five to 10 years ago. I mean, this is new and it's only going to get worse and, you know, or better depending on how you look at it. Um, but I'm, I'm excited for that challenge. And this is right in our wheelhouse. All right. We have another follow-up. This will be from Sarah Todd at the Deseret News. Brian, what's the sort of learning curve been like over the past couple of months? How much have you, um, have you sat in with meetings with Dennis and Justin or with Quinn? What's, what's been the process? Yeah. I, I mean, like, look, I, you know, I sat in the draft, I, I was there and I, you know, they've done such a great job and the Millers have as well saying, Hey, look, like let's, let's use this time to try to get you up to speed, even though, um, you know, the organization's in place and everyone's running and like Quinn will grab me when I'm up here and say, just come sit in this meeting. Like, Let me just explain defense, like how we work. And, and uh, that's just been so, everyone's been so amazing. Um, but look, I'm not going to, it's not like once I've learned something, I'm going to go in and chime in to what the basketball side of the house is really doing. I'm just here to help. Um, you know, I truly believe that we hire the best and we let them roll and, um, and then augment them with anything they need help with or anything that I or our group can do. And, um, that's a great, that's a great position to be in and, you know, being able to come in with people who are so well-respected around the league, um, that people want to play for and a system that works. And um, I just feel truly blessed because I can see a lot of situations where it really wasn't that way. And so I'd be coming in, you know, and making some, you know, kind of starting from the ground up. And uh, that's, that's pretty exciting. I mean, uh, the, if you think about, I, I would argue this is one of the best teams that we've had on the floor um, since I've been a season ticket holder and um, to be able to come in, and, I mean, it's typical Miller fashion. It's like they want to give it to you with, with, with the best. And um, that's, just, that's just how they roll. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Ryan, you, you mentioned earlier that you're 42. That makes you 
uh, either the youngest or, or second youngest after Robert Perrin Memphis. How, if at all, does that kind of uh, change what's what's going to come next? Um, so I think I'm the youngest by a little bit. Like, I don't know if it's nine months or something like that. And I know within, you know, our group, we're definitely the youngest from, I think Cannon Brooks is 41 and Sweeney's 43. Um, but we're not, we're not 26. I mean, come on. I, I mean, we've all got a bunch of kids and, and have run pretty large organizations. And, um, no, I, I don't, I don't think that there's some magic award you get for, for being young. I think that, um, I think the advantage is, I think there's a little bit of a help we can make with, with driving the intersection of, um, the NBA and where it's going from a media standpoint, from player standpoint. Um, but, you know, even jumping in with the jazz, it's not like there's these holes that are being blocked because of youth. No, it's, um, it actually has nothing to do with it. Um, but I I'm excited. That just happens to be a headline that says, Hey, this is your age, right? Where in tech, I feel old. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> All right, next, uh, David James, follow-up question. Ryan, social justice issues and Black Lives Matter obviously came to the forefront this summer. There's a portion of the fan base that embraced it and a portion that did not. You've undoubtedly heard about that. What do you want to see going forward? Well, look, I mean, we've talked a lot about experience. I mean, you've seen what we've done for Five for the Fight. And if you think about it, um, you know, we raised $26 million for cancer because it's a crappy experience. There's, there's nothing that is as bad of a, an experience as systemic racism and it exists. And, you know, I, I'll tell you one of the optimistic things from the fan base is, you know, there might be a lot of social media buzz, but our fans from a data standpoint are, are behind us. I think we had one sweet issue and, um, I don't think that we're going to do anything but leverage this platform to do good. Um, if you think of what we've done at Qualtrics on this front, um, it's not that we're going to be anti-racist. We're going to be actively anti-racist as an organization. And that means we're going to take our time and our energy, and we're going to use this platform to help make our communities more equitable from education to um, healthcare and, you know, this is going to be one of the things we do and it should have been done a hell of a long time ago. I don't know why we're, we're in this spot and I just, I'm unapologetic about it and I stand with our guys. All right. Uh, ben Anderson, kslsports.com follow-up. A far less important matter, but how much attention do you feel like you have to shift now to the team compared to what you've done with Qualtrics and does it include even like traveling the way Cuban does with the Mavericks and going to all the games? Well, no, I, yeah, I mean, um, unfortunately, I'm learning about the league a lot. Most of it happens at night, right? So, um, you know, it, it actually works out perfect. I'm all, I'm all in in Qualtrics and, and, and building that. I mean, we've got a pretty exciting year coming up um, on that front. Um, I'll, I'll go with the team. Like, I went to, I went to L.A. and, um, you know, when I can. But I also have a family and, and other responsibilities. And, um, you know, it's not what I do full time. Um, but I'm, I'm here as much as I'm needed and as much as I feel like I can add value, but at the same time, um, you know, we're, we're pretty busy. And so I think that's helpful as well because it, it allows Quinn and, and Dennis and Justin and, and everyone to be able to run. But at the same time, um, 
you know, you see me at nights and, and this is a commitment. It's a big commitment. I mean, it was a huge commitment to the Millers. I mean, you look at Gail not missing games and, and doing that. I think that, um, you know, that's a stewardship that no one thinks about is the commitment level of, of always being on for the team. And we're, we're ready for that. And um, we're ready for that as a family. And you kind of have to be. Um, and um, so that, that's how I think about it. And, and there'll be times where we need to spend a lot more time with the jazz. And there's times when, you know, I really don't have anything to add. All right. Uh, looks like we have one last question. Uh, Jake Hatch again from the zone. Yeah, Ryan, I building off that a little bit. How are you going to balance yeah, your family time, time between Qualtrics, the jazz? Do you, do you feel like you have to prioritize? How are you going to handle all that? Yeah, Jake, you just do it. Right. I mean, uh, you just do it. And that's, uh, that's, that's what you do. I mean, this is a huge, it's a huge responsibility for the, um, for the community. I mean, a lot of people have asked, well, this has got to be a dream. And I look at it a little bit more that it's responsibility. And, you know, I've sat next to the Millers for a long time where we're there having an experience, but they're, they're hosting. And sometimes the host isn't having the most fun, right. Of any party. And they've been able to provide this amazing experience for all of us. And, um, but I, but I know, I know the good that comes from the community. You know, I hear, I hear this crazy stuff on social media or other people in the media where it's saying, Hey, look, we don't need professional sports. No, there's nothing more that we need right now than to be able to get behind the jazz and the team because um, like we need it and we don't, we don't know how much we need it. And um, I, the outpouring that I've seen from our community and how excited people are. And when Don signed and like how big of a deal that is, I mean, he'll never understand the impact of, of his impact on the community. And, you know, um, I think that, I think that people really, really want that. They want something to cheer for and they want something to smile about right now more than ever. And, um, I think, I think everyone feels that responsibility. If, if the world knew, the world knew what our players are going through, just to get on the court right now. I mean, I've had to go through the COVID process and it is amazing. It is amazing how much they're testing, how, how much they have to come in um, just to be able to go in and practice and th they need it. And I, I just, I'm really, um, I'm just really thrilled at how the NBA is executing to be able to even make this possible. Um, because there's probably a lot of a lot of teams that would not figure out a way, or not organizations that would not figure out a way. And um, I'm just watching the caution for safety first from the league, even though it comes at a massive cost, just to be able to 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 get out there. And um, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty inspiring from not only an organizational standpoint but a business standpoint, just to see um, how you can execute and. Um, how much the community really needs it right now. And so in some ways, this is a really good time to take over because you can feel how much of a part of the community the jazz are. And that's exciting.